Just, uh, just making a little hot drink. Good morning, Hobo Sapiens. Uh, this is uh, episode 10. What a nice thing episode 10 is. Uh, I'm, uh, I, 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 I've had a couple of days off um, from gigging. I, I'm sorry to the people of Oxford and the people of Shrewsbury that I couldn't get up to. I, uh, I woke up really sick in Andover properly achy and sore throat and all sorts of things and there was, there was a decision to be made which was uh shall I do it and uh go live in the cold for a couple of days and then sit in my own sweat for a little bit <laughs> in the cold um which is sort of what touring really is more than anything it's mainly sitting in your own sweat in the cold without access to decent showers or stuff like that um and uh and I, well, I put it out to the people of Instagram and Facebook and, uh, and I asked for permission for some time off and they said, yeah, have some time off. So thank you. Um, I, 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 I realize I'm, I'm a workaholic. I realize I'm a workaholic. The moment that I have to have to ask for the permission of, of kind people to, to tell me to have time off cause you're sick, you fucking idiot. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so I, uh, I got on with uh, got on with having two days off by basically filling my face with vitamin C and then going to bed for about one day and uh, it's worked. I'm happy to report it's worked. It's worked very very well. I'm uh, I'm feeling good. I feel like I've wasted two days. That's what that's where the workaholic really comes in. I'm like, come on, Grant. That's wasted income. It's wasted time. Come on, get on with it. So. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm back on it. This week is uh, full of gigs. Uh, this is episode ten with my friend Ali Phelps. Ali Phelps is a double bass player, a luthier. Uh, she's an amazing musician, a very kind soul. Um, uh, just a just really, she's a really good friend. Um, and it's been it hasn't been very long of knowing each other, only about a year and a half or so. But um, I think it's a bass player thing. First of all, we uh, we bond quite quickly, but also uh, she shares a lot of the same sort of interests and sort of um feelings about the world that I do and and she's she's absolutely amazing I've I've had some amazing times uh over that last year and a half just just chilling with her just just chatting and having a nice time with her and and her partner Reese um I I stay or I was staying with them in Leeds uh for many times they've actually moved away now to Manchester but I'll uh, I'll probably be staying with them there I hope and um and uh yeah just just this amazing thing she also a, a, is a choir leader uh for for a choir of of immigrants um which is a really nice uh thing to do it's a, a community building thing um it's just it's, she's just lovely she's just lovely uh so listen to that one she's she's really cool the word for this one is connectivity uh the reason for that being is that just the weird way we met and uh and the awesome uh, connections we've both sort of made ab- around each other. Um, it's very, very cool. Um, so I hope you enjoy that. Uh, this week, I should tell you that I'm in Newbury on Wednesday at the Catherine Wheel. Uh, free entry, 8pm. Uh, what's next? Glastonbury at the Hawthorns Hotel on Thursday. And that's free entry, 8pm. That By all means, put stuff in the hat. That's the idea. Is a pay to, Well, free to get in, pay to get out. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I I wish we could use that as some sort of slogan, but it always sounds a little bit like a uh entrapment. Um and then I'm in Bristol for a couple of days. I'm playing the People's Republic of Stokescroft on the Friday, uh the sixth, which is only a twenty minute set, it's a comedy night. 
Um, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to do twenty minute sets anymore. It's uh, that's really fucked up. Um, who who just wants to stand? Who travels all day just to go stand on stage for twenty minutes? That's just weird. Um, but but that's what comedians do. Um, and <laughs> um, and then on the Saturday, I'm at the uh, well, it's a house show in Bristol on that one, and I'm looking forward to that. It's, uh, that's going to be the full. That's the big set. That's going to be the cards and everything. I think. Um, it's been a, it's been it's been all right. It's been uh, the tour's going really well, but my mental health is absolutely right up there. There used to be a point where these things used to grind me down. Um, I I think it's just it's the fact that you don't stay in the same bed for more than a day. I think it's the fact that you you know you're constantly sort of it's an ever shifting roll call of faces. It's really hard to sort of keep track of who you were speaking to last and all that. And, and there used to be a point where my brain would go, uh, uh, fucking, uh, just get rid of it, Grant. Um, uh, but now it's just, I'm just really chilled, really into it. I just get to the next place. I get to the next gig and I do my thing and I have confidence in the thing I do. And I, I really like that. I'm really excited about that. Um, I, I know, it's I know that's blowing your own trumpet a little bit there, Grant, but that's sort of the point, I suppose, is to is to remind yourself that you you actually enjoy what you do. Um, that's the vocation part. So, so yeah, I've had some amazing conversations. I've met people who are obviously the election's a big talking point, and uh, I've spent a lot of time talking to people who are voting different ways, and uh, that's always fun. <laughs> that's. That's loads of fun. Uh, the one thing I found out is that a lot of people who say they're about to vote conservative, uh, I play this little game now. If that someone says, well, you won't like the way I'm voting, uh, and then they they say, I'm going to vote conservative. And I always say, well, of course, it's a democracy. You should vote that way. Um, but usually within t- two minutes, they'll say, well, I don't know too much about it, actually, which is quite an interesting, <laughs> an interesting place to put that. So, um, so yeah, maybe voting to conservatives is now the new sort of political apathy. Um, you know, when people go, well, I want no point voting for any of them, is there? Now they go, well, there's no point voting for anything different. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, uh, yeah. And meeting lots of, lots of people just talking and stuff like that. And, and, uh, I think going into all conversations about politics with a sense of love, at least, at least if someone's voting, when someone says they, they're not voting, that's the only point I sort of tell them that they're wrong. But if someone's actually making the choice to vote, I think that's the, I think that's the most important part of all this. So, so I hope you're all registered and all that. There was one girl in, in Brighton that we actually registered to vote in the last 15 minutes of the deadline, I think it was. Um, and, uh, uh, and then she said, oh, yeah, but I'm going to vote Tory. Like, all right <laughs> damn it um but uh but weirdly uh she also said that your songs have come the closest to changing my mind which was really nice so i spent an extra hour with her afterwards and said well this is why i think this and blah blah blah, blah. and maybe it's worked maybe it hasn't i don't know she's come she comes from lancaster lancaster's been absolutely decimated by 40 years of neoliberalism and uh and now it's it's you know it's one of those things where it's become this people are angry and when people are angry they vote for the party that says the angriest things that's that's the way it works so 
So yeah, I try and understand it. My, I, I still don't understand anyone who wakes up and just goes, do you know what my problem is? Other people. I just don't get it. Anyway, that's not the point. That's, that's, not, that's not what we're here for. Uh, so yeah, this week uh, I'm playing all those shows and uh, I've really been enjoying the tour. The mental health's really good. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the physical health, yeah, that took a bit of a blow, but that always happens. There always comes a point during this tour where I just have to collapse and I fall into this state of coma, essentially. Uh, my body sort of goes, just give me a, a break. Um, I've lost weight. I just do that on tour as well. You know, there's 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 a point where you just don't want to eat very much or you don't want to eat expensively or you can't eat that much because of the timings that you're playing shows or whatever. So, so yeah, I've, I've, I've chucked off uh, quite a lot of weight, which is nice. Still need to get a haircut. Haven't got a haircut. Uh, with the smoking thing, I'm going to go for hypnotherapy. I've decided I'm going to do that. I'm going to throw some money towards hypnotherapy. And, uh, if that don't work, then I don't know what will, um, cause my willpower with everything else in the world is fucking 100%. My willpower with smoking is fucking shit. Um, so, so I'm just rubbish at it. It's my, it's my crutch. It's my crutch as I travel around because I don't have the same, uh, environment. I don't have a routine. I can't have a routine because of what I do. Um, it's my crutch that's, it's my one constant in life. Um, obviously I'd like it to be Greg's vegan sausage rolls or whatever, but that's not, that's not possible either. So yeah, so I, 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 I'm well aware of the fact that I, I need to give it up. It's expensive and it's apparently really bad for my health. So I'm going to do that. Um, but I think I need someone to put something in my brain to make it taste like shit or something like that. Cause at the moment I don't even taste it at all. Um, right. Okay. So let's crack on with episode 10, episode 10 of the Hobo Sapien podcast. Um, again, thanks so much for listening with all these. Um, I really appreciate that and everyone getting involved. Uh, the purple dungarees are coming at some point. Um, so this is episode 10 with my friend, Ali Phelps. The word is connectivity. Ali, 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 Ali Phelps. Connectivity. Enjoy. Um, I can think of plenty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the way I was going to start it was to say, oh, do you remember how we met? <laughs> for me to go, no. Oh, it was a mate. No, no, you tell the story. <laughs> and you go, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It was on the moon. It was, it was fabulous. Uh, uh, um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so how, where do I start? Um, this time last year, I um, 
got a gig playing for a youth opera up in Edinburgh. I can yeah. see you laughing yeah. already. I know. Um, <laughs> it's very rock and roll. Pirates of Penzance with Leeds Youth Opera. Yeah. Um, and um, so I put a message out on Facebook saying, I'm going to be in Edinburgh for a week. Um, just pop out on the table. Oh, yes, that's sorry, fine. my tea bag. Um, and um, uh, what, what should I go and see while I'm there? Because I'm going to have quite a lot of free time. Yes. <clears throat> and, uh, and my friend... My friend's boyfriend, Ben Coley, was yeah. like, go and see Grant Sharkey. He's a double bassist as well. Yeah. He writes amazing songs. You'll love it. And I think he maybe tagged you in I it. Yeah, maybe. Or something like that. Or maybe put a link to your website or something on the comment thread. Possibly. And, and, I, and I probably read it. And be, it being Edinburgh, I probably went, oh, well. Yeah. Because, because that sort of thing just doesn't Whatever. really work. It doesn't, no, yeah. it doesn't, yeah, does when it? People go, you should go and see this. Yeah. No one ever really takes that up. They still no, and, and it's that thing where, like, you know, I do ask for recommendations, but I've got this slightly contrary thing where I don't know if you have this ever, where people are like, "Oh my god, you would love this person," <laughs> yeah. and there's part of me that's like, "Well, I won't then." Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> part of me that's like, "I bet I'm going to hate them." Yeah. And so uh, it wasn't quite like that, but I looked at it and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a he, he's plays double bass. He wears a hat. Nice." <laughs> Um, and then I kind of didn't think any more of it, and I got into the, um, yeah. I got to Edinburgh and was hanging out with my with my opera colleagues, yes. which was you know it was a certain, the adult ones I assume. Uh, yeah, youth, the youth opera colleagues weird and, yeah, yeah. The, no, yeah, underage. And That's all good for beer. Yeah, not yeah. not allowed. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <okay. laughs> frowned upon. Yeah, certainly. yeah, yeah. And um, we were um, just. What had we'd had like a full day of doing a couple of shows and seeing a couple of things um, and I was literally walking to get my bus back to um, essentially Hogwarts yeah, yeah, where we were yeah, staying what's yeah. it called was it, is it called um, uh, uh, oh bloody hell what I don't it know called? exactly what it was, it's like a boys public school like Tony Blair went there someone will know wow. what it is yeah, yeah. Um, and so <laughs> I was get a, about to get on the bus and I walked past a, a beardy man in <laughs> a pork pie hat holding a double bass yeah. and I was like well that's got to be Grant Sharkey yeah. right <laughs> there's just no way it's that's so anybody else and so I've got better at doing this you know when you when you know it's somebody who you're connected with but yeah. and I kind of have no embarrassment about going up to people and being like I know who you are yeah and freaking them out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was um, about right. So I did that. I yeah. can't, what did I say to you? I can't remember. I can't remember. But the weird thing is, I remember you walking around the corner because I was doing my traditional pre-show prep, um, my professional thing where I just Your smoke a fag. thing, yeah. Um, outside, I was, I was just like, I was having a fag. Okay. And it just, yeah. Um, and, uh, and your face came around the corner and it, it there was a familiarity to it mm. and I didn't know quite what that was and I don't know if that had been... Um, uh, just the fact that I see so many faces, and you might just have a face that sort of just a generic sort of face, yeah. And, I'm, and you're smiling, and I'm going, "Hey!" Like that, thinking, <laughs> <laughs> "Okay, cover this one up." Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know who this is, but I'll be fine. All right, um, you come around the corner, and but immediately you're like. Uh, Ben told me to watch you or something. I can't remember exactly what I it just was. Went and I, in, yeah. And, yeah, and then I had to put the, the Ben together. Mm. And then it turns out, so he's from Salisbury. Yeah, which is where Salisbury, I'm from originally, yeah. But you live in Leeds. Yep. And it was just that thing of like, Edinburgh was that thing where we everyone just 
connects. Yeah, it's like the center of yeah, the universe yeah. for the kind of yeah. So that was the, other, the the next thing is. Do you remember we hung out in the park with the actresses? Well, I do, I do, and so I um I made a split second decision where you were like, well, I've got a show starting in fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, and I had. I had to make the very difficult decision between getting free food back at my digs <laughs> and then stay and then or, and, and going back with everyone else. This is or, a bass player's decision. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, no, this is a, like a, you you know what it's like, right? Free yeah. food is like quite a big thing to turn down. Yeah. Or um, sticking around and um, coming to your show, and I made that decision to peel off from the rest of my opera colleagues mm-hmm. and to come and see your show um, which was brilliant and and super funny and okay. there were some very enthusiastic young women yes. in your show weren't yeah. there and I think they were watching your show for the second time I can't remember if that was the second time or not uh, so they, they were from the cast I've got to talk to them actually because that was yeah. just really funny but um, they were from a cast of a thing called Sisterhood yeah. um, that they were putting on at the Pleasance and um, so this is the weird. Um, this is where I think this podcast will be about is about connections. Yeah. Um, so one of the devisers of that piece, yeah. Sisterhood, mm. lives in Sark. Yeah. And goes out with a friend of mine who I know in Guernsey. Oh my god. And I literally just met them in that park by just standing there, um, sort of having a drink or whatever, you know, and just sort of having a break from from the hecticness of of, of Edinburgh. Sure. And she just goes. Oh, it's a nice place, you know. And I went, oh yeah, it's cool. And then just chatting. How like, long did it take you to make that connection with her? About fifteen minutes. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. That's and we, we, so we both, we, well, we, we then sent a picture to to Ash. Yeah. In Guernsey, <laughs> sort of saying, look at us. <laughs> well, Surprise. Here we are. It was, it was so so weird, and it was so. So I'd already had a day of really odd connectivity. Yeah, in Edinburgh. Yeah, it was it was really yeah. nuts. Um, and then. We became just friends. Like we did, yeah. And it was a very natural, very uh, sort of like it was just always meant to be. That's the bass player thing. That's I the think. bass player thing. It is. Yeah. Do you find that? I always find that when I meet bass players, it's like they are the my comfort point. Uh, yes and no. So I have. I mean, this is kind of getting into the bass chat thing. Like, yeah. I'm a I'm a kind of a weird hybrid of bass playing because I'm yeah. I'm classically trained, uh-huh. um, and so I've got this you know half my life is <laughs> playing for youth operas yeah. <laughs> and doing yeah. and doing lots of orchestral stuff. I play in some interesting orchestras in Manchester, and in that setting, in an orchestral classical setting, absolutely like you meet the bass players like we are cut yeah. from the same cloth. Um, we, we kind of we sit somewhere comfortably in between like the the lower brass players and the percussionists uh-huh. in, in terms of our personalities <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. and very very far away from the violinists of course, and the yeah. flautists yeah yeah the yeah, divas the divas yeah and cellists <laughs> yeah, very right. different to cellists how long is my solo yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> too long <really. laughs> yeah, yeah um and um so yeah absolutely always have an affinity with orchestral bassists um, I've come to so I, I've come to doing kind of work in bands and doing kind of folk and pop mm. and jazz and whatever kind of through the back door of okay. classical music having like broken away yeah. from that um, and so I get a little bit imposter syndrome when I'm really? around other bassists oh, who are doing that kind of thing though. well no but 
It's only four strings, and you go and find the notes. Anyone can do it. Exactly, and you know, and what what I'm realizing is that the notes don't really matter. They don't. Do they? It's more about the rhythm yeah. and just turning people are just up. like looking at it. Yeah. People, I've had people all through Edinburgh basically just going, well, "That's a nice bass." Oh, that's lovely. That's and, nice <laughs> and then you're like, "No, it's not." Yeah, it's not. It's horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's it the bass. Yeah. Um, I, 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 uh, how many times in your life have you heard? That's a big guitar, mate. Oh. Okay, so yeah, this is a, this is a fun thing to think about. Um, I I get that stuff all the time, mm. mainly from middle-aged white men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. are, they are, and it's kind of. I find it difficult because really, it's just a step away from catcalling. Because it, no, okay, so <laughs> I don't, I don't me, feel objectified. You don't. Well, okay, no, yeah. it's not objectifying, okay. but. What I have a problem with is that when people make comments like that to me, and I don't know whether it will be the same for you, they're not saying it to me because they want to have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. They're just saying it because they they want to just say something at me. Okay. Do you know what I mean? All so right. when I'm when I'm walking along with a double bass. And people are like, oh, give us a tune, love. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah or, yeah. oh, you got dead body in that. Oh, I bet, yeah, I bet yeah, you yeah. wish you played the flute. <laughs> I was walking through Edinburgh uh, at three o'clock this morning or whatever. I can't remember. Exactly. By the way, Grant is very tired. Yes. We promised we wouldn't talk about it too much, but he's very tired today. I'm so tired. He's so tired. <laughs> um, it's only because I went to the office party and it was mm. great. And the photocopy was, there was a cue for Don't it. Don't tell and, me, um, yeah. Um, anyway, um, uh, but I was walking through it, so I was walking through the streets. I was up by Summerhall and um, uh, by the meadows, and I was I had the double bass without a case. I never mm-hmm. carry it with a case when I've got a long journey, sure. um, unless it's raining, or, yeah. you know, really bad. But yeah. my my thing is, it's easier for me to carry without a case. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's just where it is. And I'm walking past this this couple who are sort of stumbling down the street, and and the woman says, "That's a that's a big big instrument, isn't it?" And, her, and I said, oh, it's a flute. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned it around Turn it straight away. Head, Turn it around. I went, it's a flute. Um, and they went, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> and I said, well, I better get it back on eBay and, and give some negative feedback. <laughs> and I just thought that's the only way to do it now is to just yeah, go the contrary. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah so, um, uh, when, you know, have you got a dead body in that? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then follow them. I mean, the one that... <laughs> with the spike <laughs> that like a kind of a battery. Sharpened bow. Really yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get that one quite a lot. Um, the, the give us a tune love bit, I really love because I'm like, so we're in Leeds. It's yeah. often cold. It's often raining. Yeah. And I'm like... Sometimes I want to just take people at their word and be like, okay, yeah. you want me to unpack my double bass yeah. and you want me to play solo yeah. double bass at you. Let's discuss the Let's fee. Let's do it, guys. Yeah. Let's discuss the fee. How long would you be wanting? Yeah. yeah. Or when people say, oh, do you wish you played the flute? Just kind of stopping, looking them dead in the eye, putting your bass down on the floor and just being like... You're absolutely right. Oh, shit. <laughs> the epiphany. Oh, shit. And just crying and holding onto them and being like, but what should I've been spending my whole life learning how to play this bloody thing? What should I do? You've really thousand pounds worth of lessons, (laughs) thousands of hours. Yeah, 
No, I love it. It's the same as when comedians, obviously, I've just been in Edinburgh, so I've been hanging out with comedians. Do us a joke then. Um, yeah, it's exactly that, isn't it? Mm. It's just, you know, it's, it's, oh yeah, I'm a comedian. Tell us a joke. And you just kind of, unless, unless you're a joke teller. Yeah. Which is not... It's, it's, a very, com- it's, yeah, it's a very yeah, narrow exactly. kind of... Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's really hard to get out of. And, yeah. and usually that requires a little bit of a stern look of like, just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, is what, which is what we're basically just getting around and saying to everyone anyway. Um, okay, so you're classically chain- trained... Classically chained. <laughs> classically chained. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the uh, two-way base. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when... How, how old were you? Did you love oh, the bass? Did, um, you, did, you, did you use cello as a gateway drug? No, violin as a Viol- gateway. Okay. Yeah, so violin as a gateway drug because when I was seven, uh, one of my mum's friends had one in her house that she wasn't okay. using. Um, and so I got that and did some lessons at school. And then when I was about 12, 11, 12, so just in high school, um, I was... <laughs> pretty much the height I am now to be okay. honest high school was hard is, uh, about, yeah, about, around 60 uh, foot tall about 65 <laughs> feet tall uh, about, about, about 5 foot 10 yeah, okay, 5 right. to 10 and a half okay. so I'm quite tall um, they were short of double bases in the whole well, kind yeah. of Salisbury area as people always bases. are bases yeah or, or double bases oh, yeah, okay, yeah yeah there yeah, weren't okay. there weren't any double bases wow um, or bassists sorry oh okay um, sorry okay lots of bases no basis. Okay. Um, and so they offered me and a couple of other people who played stringed instruments free double bass lessons for two years. Great, wow. I mean, my God, it wouldn't happen these days. No, 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 of course it. not, of course um, not. And so, we don't want artists anymore. We no, don't want no, they're just, yeah. just superfluous they, to our Unfortunately, they tell people that life isn't about money. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Oh, I've, yeah. I've got so many things I want to talk to you about. Did <laughs> okay. you see my Facebook status the other day? I did not see your Facebook status. Okay, the other we'll day. come back onto it. I, think I you did see it. You liked oh, no, I did it. see yeah. it. Sorry, no, I just remembered which, which one it is. Yes. Uh, good point. Okay, so you're doing double bass lessons for two years for free. For free. Yeah, and I was absolutely dreadful. I because I was already doing. I was. I knew that music was kind of what I wanted okay. to do, and so I was already doing singing, already doing violin, already doing piano. And what you realise about double bass is that you can be bang average and yeah. you just get into everything. It's Absolutely. brilliant. That's, I think that's the role of any bass player. Yeah. Yes, you've <laughs> always got a job. Up. Yeah. So did, so did you love it? So um, I kind of... I, I kind of loved the idea of it more than the actual business of playing it initially. Okay. And then um, I got into my county youth orchestra. It's called the Wiltshire and Swindon Youth Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And um, I got in on violin... But then they found out that I played double bass. Yeah, and I yeah. basically just never played violin ever again. Yeah. <laughs> and I rocked up. And I'd only been playing double bass for like a year and a half, two years. And yeah, yeah so I was really rubbish. But they just needed um, some more people playing they, bass then. They needed someone to play and that register. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. to fill out that bottom end. And um, the, the people who I met through doing those courses um, in school holidays mm. were super inspiring okay and I also really fancied the other boy who played double bass that's fair enough and there's nothing like a crush to like Abs- push absolute. you forward oh, yeah, 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 yeah. into improving your practice right? <laughs> absolutely yeah. um, um, and so okay. yeah and so that was kind of what I have to ask forward. though yeah. did, did, it, did it work did you did you um, did you did, 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 yeah it, did two it double bass of, players meet that two double bass, <laughs> two double bass players met 
in a crowded room at a house party a couple of times. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was complicated. And, um, <laughs> but, the, but that, the whole kind of environment of that, um, was just really exciting and mm-hmm. uh, we had players from like the London Symphony Orchestra coming in to do um, yeah. like sectionals with us and stuff okay. and uh, and it was just fun and it was um, thrilling and, uh, and I just started to improve and then started playing in like jazz bands and stuff like that and okay yeah and you just realize like this this big fuck off instrument is just like a, a gateway to like so many experiences Absolutely. with so many different kinds of musicians yeah right yeah I didn't yeah. start out as a double bass player so I started out as a bass guitarist well I tried guitar for a while right. and then I kept snapping strings oh, yeah. for about a week yeah. and then I picked up a bass guitar yeah good luck with had, snapping those yeah, strings which yeah which I had thicker strings so I couldn't snap those so, so I thought that's my instrument that's the way to go <coughs> and I had three double bass lessons yeah um uh that I hated absolutely oh, really? hated. yeah right. so who I was had, your bass teacher I can't remember okay. I really can't remember but she wasn't a double bassist she mm-hmm. was another she, I think she was a violin teacher right so yeah. she didn't really know it was how it was tuned and stuff like that so she was right. figuring it out yeah and and I was there playing three blind mice for three weeks oh my god yeah and going this is not what I want to be doing I don't want to be going hmm yeah. mm, mm. Like like a, like a dying elephant. Yeah, yeah. for 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 three weeks. So I how just old went, were you at this point? Uh, the fourteen, fifteen. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was really late to instruments anyway. But but um, but I was I literally just went nah, don't that's rubbish. Yeah. But they were basically saying if you play the double bass, you could be in the orchestra. I'm like yeah, well, oh, don't want to be in the orchestra then. Yeah. Um and uh and literally run away from that side of learning the double bass and then right. I didn't pick one up till about eight years ago really no way yeah. god that's annoying Grant <laughs> <laughs> but, but bass guitar was my instrument that's what sure. I learned on yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, so, but my thing is I've learned that double basses and double bassists are that rare breed it's mm. a bit like tuba players mm. you know where we, we basically have to buy two seats for things and you know and um, when we when we plan a journey we have to make sure that, you know, there's enough headroom for our instruments sure. and stuff like that yeah. and, and, and all that. Do you ever feel like you're Jesus <laughs> carrying your cross? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's one of those things where you, you're so used to it, right? And people, you know, come up to you and are like, oh, God, don't you, again, don't you wish you played the flute? Isn't yeah. this exhausting? And you're like, well, no, it's just, it's just what you do. It's what you do to get money. It's what you do to... Yeah. You and know, it is a big box of air. It's, it's not a like big that. box of air. It's not that bad. Yeah. But then, occasionally, I do singing gigs. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you just rock up, and that's really brutal because, yeah. like, when you're carrying it around all the time, you don't. It's like an extra limb. It's yeah. like a fat, deformed limb that you have to carry around with you. Yeah, yeah. But then, when you rock up to a gig just with like a mic and a mic stand, and that you're is... like. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, I left my bass in, in at the venue the other night and just walked home with just my backpack. Yeah. And you're just <sighs> skipping just, down the yeah, street, like, like running up lovely. the walls. This is yeah. amazing. I'm not sweating at all. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I, I get that. But it's it's just that interesting thing. There's a really interesting festival called Wonky Donk where they have quite Ooh. a lot of Americana and hillbilly. Sort Love of stuff. all that stuff. Yeah. And so everyone's got a double bass. Of course. Okay? Yeah. Every band has got a double bassist, and that means every bassist has to carry their bass down this little 
gully and then back <laughs> up the other side again to get to the stages from the car parks. And it's just like, and it's run by a guy who plays double bass, but it's an electric one. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you go, that's that's not thinking about yeah, us. Yeah, you've, you've not thought this. <laughs> yeah, put me. the stage on this side and the car park over there. Um, but <laughs> it's just like watching, like there's literally a line of us as we go in. Yeah. Double bass players. Oh, it's like God. a double bass player jam. Does it like, look a bit like those leaf cutter ants? Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the hell? There's so many bases just walking up and down this hill. It's so funny. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so okay. So you're you're playing in bands. I saw a video of you singing with your lovely band, the Red Redwood River Band. Redwood River. The band that <laughs> the band that we named kind of just over WhatsApp text. We okay. were just like thinking about thinking about names for this kind of Americana, kind of Appalachian folk trio type thing. Um, And we were just, you know, touting about names. And then we landed on Redwood River Band, and we were like, oh, yeah, that looks really nice. Try and fucking say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. River Band. Redwood River Band. Oh, when we're on the Jonathan Rush show, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Maybe we should just change the name to just be that. It's like when people say... um, uh, it's like, like taking all, all the all the D's out of Edward Woodward is you get E Wa Woo Wa. I mean often that is just what comes out. <laughs> just a series of R's and U's. Yeah, so, yeah. Um Okay, uh, and that sort of Americana type well, I like to say Appalachian, that yeah. sort of thing. Um it's really, really, really lovely. Thank you. I don't. I don't. Do you? Are you writing the songs? No, we're I don't, not writing I, I don't the songs. Know. No, they're oh, they're all old. Um, they're all uh, blah, blah, they're all old Appalachian folk okay. tunes. Some kind of um, some of them are Irish as well. Okay. Some of them yeah. mainly Amer- It's mainly old sort of American yeah. stuff, um, like traditional folk yeah. songs. Uh, but we've got a couple as well. Do you know Towns Van Zant? I, I, uh, no. Okay. No, I don't. Sorry. Check them no. out. Everyone, okay. <laughs> all the millions of people listening to this podcast <laughs> should check out Towns Van Zandt. Okay. Um, Hans Van Zandt. So, town. Oh, sorry. So, like a town, but with yeah. an ES at okay. the end. Van, which yeah. is like, like the one that you drive. Yeah. yeah. And then Zant, which is Z A N D T. Of course. Yeah, Towns Van Zandt. Yeah, okay. Brilliant American country singer, just like phenomenal songwriter really really exceptional quite a troubled soul one of those people where you're like I think if I met you in real life you're Uh, probably a bit of a prick but your music is great okay right yeah so we do some stuff by him um and like Annie Lou Harris okay yeah yeah yeah. no uh, my thing is I I don't have enough of a a background in all that to to really know all the songs well to be honest neither do I so um I'm it's the song choices generally come down to Simon Robinson, who's the sort of the lead vocalist okay. and the banjo and guitar yes. player. Um, he's the and one who forgets the words. He's the one who okay. always forgets the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and he is a real enthusiast for all of that. He grew up in Sheffield, like going to folk jams, and yeah. it's like in his blood. Do you know what okay. I mean? That's, that's yeah. how he cuts his teeth, like yeah. going to those very kind of intensive uh, sessions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just has like a, a huge wealth, a huge bank of knowledge oh, with I'd all quite that like to stuff. have a beer with him, I think. Oh, I mean, he doesn't really drink, but he no, probably... No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. No. Like, let's have a beer, see how it <laughs> goes. Exactly, just yeah. see what happens. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I, I really like it. I'm, I'm just trying to sort of 
I was thinking about the luthier thing mm. halfway through it as well. How did you get into that? Did you have a did you have a toolbox um, when you were three? No, not okay. at all. So it's it's a funny one. Um, I um, I I left. I studied music at Leeds University, uh-huh. which, quite frankly, Grant was <laughs> yeah, worth a the colossal waste of <laughs> oh, no. time. And oh money. no! Yeah, and it's just one of those things. Like, I, I went to uni very young. Like the week after my 18th birthday, I was starting my university course. I'm a late August birthday. I went yeah. straight back into education. Okay. I came from a grammar school, which encouraged me to go and do an academic music course rather than go to music college. Okay. So I did that, um, but I, I majored in classical performance and was doing a lot of solo double bass classical playing with a teacher who I didn't really connect with uh, okay. and with no other double bassists on the course. Okay. So I had no kind of like healthy comparison no. or anything like that. And Did you have a cellist trying every now yeah, and then? Yeah, so. well I, I was playing a lot of the same repertoire as the cellist okay. but just really badly in oh. comparison. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they tuned in bloody fourths. Exactly. So <laughs> obviously the Bach cello suites is going to sound... I mean it's a bit like watching an elephant walking on its hind legs. Yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah. impressive but it's not necessarily very graceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when I came out of university I was kind of like disillusioned and Mm. mm, I'd kind of had enough of this very narrow experience of performance that I'd had through my course and I was suffering massively with performance anxiety like which is a whole other conversation which we won't go into but I was paralyzed Mm. from it I couldn't I was like sweating and almost you know like getting that fight or flight yeah, response yeah, in yeah, your bowels yeah, every time yeah, yeah, you yeah, got no, to no, go, no, no, yeah, yeah. go on stage. And so I'd assumed that I was going to go on to do a master's at a college um, or just go straight into playing, and I just couldn't. I didn't have the resilience. It's such a shame. It's such a shame, yeah. right? And so I was kind of just left like, oh, okay, this is something that I've been working towards for ages, for mm. years, and now I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. What am I going to do? Um, okay. And so I... I want to rip apart people's instruments. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was working two days a week in a really crappy little music shop in town, yeah. in Leeds. And people were bringing violins and stuff in, being like, oh, I don't know how to change a string, I don't know whatever. And so I just started okay. doing stuff like that. And okay. was like, oh, I'm quite handy at this. And so I went to the woman who fixed my double bass because I do have a habit of putting my foot through the side of my double bass okay. and like smashing it into... I haven't done that bit yet. You haven't done that. It will no, come I've, to I've you. I've been bashing it against Taurus a lot the last few Oh, right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Using it as a battering That's round. fine, yeah. Great. No problem. Um, so I went to her and basically was like, oh, what you do kind of seems cool. Can I do it? Okay. And she essentially said, no (laughs) and I was like please and she put me in contact with a guy in Beverly who Mm. which is kind of near Hull area Mm. so East Yorkshire and she was like give this guy a call and so I gave him a call um organized to go and have a chat with him and it was just one of those happy circumstances where he he and I just clicked on a on a personal level and 
he could see that I was just I was hungry to just like work hard at something yeah and I just had because I've always been quite a driven person but as we were talking earlier like mm. I'm also quite scattered yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. had like loads of energy that I needed to, to direct into something yeah and so he basically st- uh, took me on as an apprentice okay um, which I did for a couple of years and then I got a job as an in-house, in-house, in-house luthier. Red, um, red, red. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Um, as an in-house luthier for a shop in Manchester. Oh, brilliant! Okay. And that kind of like got me a foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so, think there was that much work. That's my thing because I'm not so in that. Much work. I'm just not in that circle. So I'm not. I don't get anything fixed. I fix everything myself with Do gaff tape. Do you now? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Ga- gaffer tape for when it's uh, moving when it shouldn't yeah, 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 and then yeah. WD-40 that's, for that's when exactly it's it, yeah. not moving uh, and it should. Uh, so there's a million people out there just smashing their instruments. Like, Ooh. how many orchestras have a massive, like, you know, like a like a, a who moment? You know, Pete Townsend. Is that your front door? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ooh, it is your front door. It is. Shall we pause yeah, we, it for a second? Let's pause it. We'll be back after this short break. <laughs> Oh, a package. Oh, that's all right. Then. From next door. Um, welcome back, everyone. His <laughs> <laughs> neighbours. Um, where were we? Uh, we were at the point where you were discussing how much work, whether the orchestras have that moment at the end of a gig where they just like they love it so much. They, they get right to the end of the concerto, and they just go, fucking yeah! Yeah. Like that, and, you know, sort of. I, I'd love to be able to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I both know that that's yeah, not the case. They're, yeah. they're actually just thinking, is the bar still open? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. How, how am yeah. I going to get Orchestras are notoriously drunk. Yeah, like, drunk, but in, like, a sort of sad way. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Tragic. Not in, like, a fun, yeah. drunk way. You're dressed up so smartly. Yeah, because <laughs> and also orchestral musicians are not necessarily the people who found it like super easy at school. Do you know what I mean? Well, so, that's why they're in the big group. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is so brutal. Probably got some orchestral musician friends who are listening to this as well. I'm I count myself as, among them as well. I'm saying this as someone who goes on stage with just a double bass sure. and no. No sense of no shame. Uh, tuning. <laughs> I, have no, I don't care if I'm completely out with the bass or not. It doesn't matter. I'll sing the song. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm default with that one. Sorry. That was my prejudice. No, it's fine. Um, We've all got them. So, uh, But no, there is there's a lot of work, actually. And it's just... Um, I, I take on the jobs that a lot of other self-respecting luthiers don't necessarily want to do. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, a lot of stuff... So there's a lot of... Uh, you know stringed instrument education projects going Mm -hmm. on there's this thing called in harmony which is Mm -hmm. happening throughout the country um where schools in uh rundown uh, not rundown areas uh, in deprived areas Mm -hmm. um every single child in that school learns a stringed instrument for free amazing and so and they really they really do do that pete townsend thing like they just come in and (laughs) (laughs) you know tiny little seven-year-olds with double bases on their back just skid into the hall on their knees and then just fling <laughs> the double bass like a kind of curling. We all want to. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And they just do it. It's great. They've got Amazing. no sense. They've What no. I kind of love about it is that they don't have that like sense of reverence surrounding no. 
classical music, which I love. Absolutely, yeah. Get because rid of it. that is, um, it it makes classical music so inaccessible to so many people. That yeah. sense of like, oh, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not for you. Don't clap between movements, otherwise <sighs> everyone's going to tut. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, you like. You can't bring your crisps in. You can't oh, bring okay. your bloody crisps in. <laughs> That's fair enough, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I get that. I think it's stifling to have all those rules and all that. I, I've always believed. I used to work in a music shop, um, and it's like a slow death, isn't it? Yeah, oh my but, god! But, but, so, but we'd. Whenever I would buy a bass for myself, a bass guitar or whatever, mm-hmm. the first scratch on it was actually a point where I could start playing it yes. properly. Yeah. That was that was the thing. Is if 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 it had a story already so there, there was a there was a, there was a saying that used to go around was basically throw it around the car park the moment you buy your three thousand pound strat or whatever you know yeah just go just take it to the car park and throw it in the middle of the road yeah. and just go right it's mine yeah and own it and just and it's 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 yours basically exactly. i'm not saying do that because but. it's not a piece of it's not a piece of furniture it's no. not a decoration it's like it should be a working yeah instrument yeah and like i get so many people coming to me with their instruments being like oh i'm so i'm so sorry it's got like scratches on it i'm like well obviously it does it's <laughs> it like you know, you're, you're carting it yeah, around the country. You've been scraping it's scraping things across it, and yeah, I'm yeah. really mistrustful of the people who come to me with like pristine instruments. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, we yeah. used to get guys come in who would buy the three and a half thousand pound Gibson or whatever, sure. literally hang it on their wall for three months, bring it back in, and swap it for the next thing. Wow! And it, and it was just it was okay. It's art or something. Maybe they wanted to see it that way. But it's just like a status but how thing. How fucking dull is that? It's pretty fucking dull. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Um, I. We used to get parents come in with, um, so the guy I was working for, he was, he was a clarinet fixer. Okay, so woodwind he, he, repairer. He liked yeah. all that. Um, Won't so, hold it against him. So he had loads of parents coming in apologising for the state of clarinets that they were bringing in. Right, yeah. And the kid's going, nah. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, it's fine. That's This is how you learn clarinet, is you have to, you know, you have yeah. to pull them apart every day. I mean, to be fair... Clarinets are just disgusting. Well, yeah, they are. They're just massive spit tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but let's let's not be yeah. <laughs> and and, and um, typhoid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, on the on, occasionally uh, an orchestra that I play in in Manchester is uh, we're called Piccadilly Symphony Orchestra, and we mm-hmm. do a lot of outreach stuff, and we do a lot of like learn to play days okay. where like you go along to a community centre and you do a concert and then the kids come and they like try out your instruments yeah. and we've got loads of instruments for the kids to try and I'm just looking at the woodwind section of it just going oh my god <laughs> uh, <laughs> just don't don't oh even god. it's like that venue you get to where the, the SM58 has a bit of mould around no around and like it's got end. that yeah. sm- that foisty smell yeah, yeah. yeah that thing I like, what is it what is this <laughs> what does this taste like everything <laughs> yeah so yeah it's not right it's no. not right um no okay that's that, that that's fair enough and you, you were telling me uh earlier as we was we basically had a massive chat before we press record yeah it's like a warm-up um, chat uh luthier's sans frontier sans frontier <laughs> that's that means luthier's without borders did you know that you know what (laughs) i did oh well thank you yeah so violin makers without borders um yeah so i um 
I was struggling like a, a couple of years ago I was struggling with the fact that like I've, I've got a how do I say this without sounding like a wanker? Just sound like um, a wanker. Okay, like I've I've got a real strong sense of like wanting to work with communities and mm. like wanting to do something that. Oh, you want to like, save the world? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <shocking. laughs> Ali's got a Jesus complex. I've got my liberal Jesus, oh, you know. All right. Um, no, I just I want I want to like push out a bit more good into world into it's the fine. world. I think than, we all actually. Okay. Do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why to, I'm being. I, I think it's actually fine this. to say it now. Yeah. I'd like the world to be a nice place that's peaceful and people just grow up happily. Sure. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was finding that, like, with my with my stringed instrument repairing work, I was working, you know, mainly with um, very privileged people mm. who had a lot of money, yeah. who had these beautiful instruments, and um, and it just felt like a very small. I, I felt like I was painting myself into a corner a little mm. bit with my work. Yeah. Um, and I had heard about. Uh, LSF or Luthier Saint Frontier on Radio Four actually on oh, Saturday Live, which okay. is great weekend. Fantastic yeah, in the morning. The Reverend. The Reverend Richard Coles. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. mind him actually. Yeah, no, I love him. I love him. He's great. Um, and this guy was on Saturday Live talking about um, LSF and how they go out into um, sort of developing countries where there are music programs or music mm. schools. Um, and they go out with you know suitcases full of tools and um, instrument parts, and they train up um, people in those communities to do the work that we do. Repair. So like repair and restore yeah. and maintain stringed instruments, because right. as you know, like they are um, they fall apart all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're kind of meant to. Well, the bridges aren't attached no people don't know people don't know this it's like basic stuff that people don't know and when and you know in a lot of these developing countries so previous missions they call them missions which i find a bit but it's not it's not like a christian no no more on that later um (laughs) they it's they've gone out to haiti they've gone out to afghanistan they've gone out to somewhere else but like hot places high humidity And the stringed instruments are just falling apart. Yeah. Like they just cannot well, handle it. Uh, yeah, there's a million reasons for that. Humidity, glue, and Sh- all that. Just yeah, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'd heard about this, and then I got a, an email through from someone saying, "Oh, you know, they're looking for volunteers to this um, uh, sort of mission out to the Philippines." Mm. Um, and I got it, and was just like, "Oh, you know what? I'll just, I'll just apply." Yeah. No one in the Luthier world really knows who I am because yeah. I've not been to New York School of Is there a hierarchy? Oh my oh, god. Really? Like you oh would my god. not believe. It is just it is the most <sighs> What's the word that I'm looking for? Yeah, it's it's very it's very snobby. It's very hierarchical. It's oh. very elitist. Um some so of these sad. Well, it is, but if you think about, like, at the top level, when you, so there are some violin shops in London. You've got the Hill Brothers, you've got Guiviers, you've got mm-hmm. a couple of others. Um, they're working on instruments that are worth literally millions oh, of yeah, pounds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so, and the, and the craftsmanship that goes that that these luthiers have is just objectively second to none. No, I understand. It's that, really yeah. amazing. So. The, I understand that that end. you still don't have to be a dick about it, yeah, do you? But I don't they understand are. people at the bottom going, "I 
hate them for that or whatever. Is that is that is that that? Is it catching? No, but no, but it's people in the middle. Okay. It's the middle management where people are. Oh, it's my housemate. Um, oh. uh, it's people who are trying to make a name for themselves hmm. and people who are trying to like. Uh, are they trying to get to the top though? Is that? Yeah, I don't really know what it is, but... Um, Do they want to be the Stradivari maestro or whatever it is? <laughs> I don't know whether the microphones will have picked that up, but my cat's just come into the to kitchen. To yell at us. To yell at us, <laughs> I yeah. I the cat's name. Sorry, we're just doing a podcast here. <laughs> we won't be long, but you yeah, come in. No, no, it's fine, it's great. Um, but I, th- I think what it is, is that, like, <sighs> there's... There's just an elitist culture surrounding stringed instruments yeah, yeah. and repairing yeah. and stuff. And there is some very high-level uh, making and repairing schools. Okay. Uh, the Newark School of Violin Making being kind of the most famous one, which okay. is in you know, Newark, which is this funny little market town near Nottingham. Okay, that one. I was yeah. going to say, not the one in America. No, okay, no. it's, right. it's um, And that is the centre of violin making in the whole of Europe, basically. It's crazy, right? What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who knew? Um, and That's I've great. not been there. I just did this apprenticeship. And well, you're not so out there yet, I suppose. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Have you got the special robes? Have I got to, the special the, the, robes? Yeah, the cloak to make sure that they know. I haven't had my letter. I haven't okay. had my letter from Newark okay. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered by... Owls. No, I was going to say violas. Oh, that would be better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> Winged violas. Winged viola. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. Yes. Um, let me just try and like, so, so, drag myself so back you to, went the to the point Philippines, of the story. So yeah, so um, I applied and they took me on, mm-hmm. uh, despite not really knowing who I was right. or where I'd come from, because I'd done a lot of community stuff. Okay. Um, and I went out to the Philippines for three weeks, um, and we stayed in a Catholic Reformation centre, <laughs> um, and um, we there, there's this amazing youth orchestra in this Catholic Reformation Centre in the Philippines, in the Bataan province of the Philippines, okay. which is a bit that no one goes to okay. unless they're from there. Like okay. It's not it's not the tourist. Yeah, it's not the touristy yeah, okay. bit. Um, and um, these kids are absolutely brilliant. They're pretty much all self-taught. Brilliant. They've all had instruments. The, the, the instruments have been donated from like Singapore, Hong Kong. Um, okay. People have brought them over from Europe and whatever. Um, and I, we trained up three boys to repair, restore, and maintain all the instruments, and we built them a workshop in the centre. That's awesome. It was sweet. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was the most terrifying, bizarre, most bizarre thing I've yeah. ever done. So we arrived on Good Friday. Okay. Um, and we had no idea that we were actually going to be staying in a Catholic Reformation centre. We'd just been given this wow. address, and okay. we knew it was like a centre. <sighs> And so, you know, Easter's quite a big deal, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it the, can be, yes, yeah, for some. For and so I, <laughs> I, I, we rocked up, uh, unbelievably jet-lagged, yeah. and um, were immediately put in a pickup truck, which was towing an effigy of, like a big plaster effigy of the Virgin Mary in a coffin, uh, pulling it through <laughs> the dirt tracks. And we were just sat in this pickup truck, and we turned up to the chapel... And we're, tr- <laughs> and we're treated to a fully dramatised rendition of the Passion of the Christ oh by you know the the, the school children from yes. the yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. village, the thing, yeah. um, and they had a, a cross like a crucifix up at the front of the church, 
probably, you know, t- at 12 feet tall. Okay. With a 12-year-old child <laughs> <laughs> on the cross as Jesus with um, a, a crown of thorns with ketchup uh, all over okay. his forehead and his hands. Right. And... Um, and a teenage boy playing the, the the acoustic guitar at the front and singing, and the girls, the teenage girls, walking up the centre of this chapel in black Spanish lace, oh, um, wow. crying, crying like actual Weeping. real yeah. tears of 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 sadness, of grief. Wow! It was so weird. <laughs> Pat, and yeah. so intense. That's not the jet lag you want. No, yeah. it was, and you and I was just there, and I, you know, I'd never really met Rob before. The guy who I'd, it was the guy who I'd heard on Radio Four, okay. and I'd gone. It was just me and him, and he's a man in his sixties, and he <laughs> is also just happens to be quite Christian as well. So That's when I, yeah, when yeah. I'd met him the night before, when we'd sat down for dinner, he sort of said grace, and I was suddenly like. Oh my god, am I a missionary now? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Uh, this. This is a weird theme that's running through some of these podcasts. Oh, really? Cool. Well, no, I, I, I interviewed my friend Sue, who um, singer songwriter, disappeared for two years from Salisbury, actually. No way. Sue Hart, I don't know if you know her. Mm. Um, but she disappeared for two years, came back with a dog collar on. And I went to interview her, and, and ah. she basically says, I hate religion, but the work. The work is important, Grand. and that was and that was yeah. that was what it was all about, and it was amazing, and it was. It was you know yeah. what? That's it's so yeah. That's it's so yeah. prescient that you said that because yeah. um, I it, it was a, such a transformative experience for me working with that community because I felt so conflicted about it because. Yeah. I have some feelings about the Catholic Church, and yeah, of course, you know, yeah. as I'm sure they are shit. People, they are shit. They've been horrible. <laughs> they to are say. responsible. A bit, like, a bit like the United Kingdom, yeah. or Britain especially. You know, in terms of England and stuff mm-hmm. like that, we've been shit. So, mm. You know, and it, it just needs calling out now. There yeah. have been some institutions that You've have been really, fucked, really, up. really fucked up, and yeah. have been absolute assholes. Yeah, but, but. <laughs> yes, but. and so. But some of the, the so um, Father Joe, the, uh, he, a Maltese uh, Catholic priest who moved to the Philippines 13 years ago and mm. built this formation centre, Reformation mm. centre. Um, he is one of the best people I've ever met okay. in my life. Yeah. So kind, so intelligent, so gentle spirited, and just gen and. From what I can see, just genuinely doing it for all of the right reasons. Doing the work. Doing yes. the work. He's, yeah, do, yeah. He's, he's serving yeah. the community and he's doing the work and he's doing it with humility and with sensitivity. Absolutely. Yeah. And he has transformed this, um, you know, really fucked up community. Um, there's a drugs war going on in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of people who have been imprisoned in horrific circumstances. It's, it's there's a huge the, amount. The Trumpy way. It yes, really has. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a huge amount of gang violence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, it's real, real problematic place. Um, he was great. The nuns I met were absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like hardened, hardened, wizened older women. <laughs> Who have just been shunted? It's a bit like being in the army, yeah, yeah. being in the church. You just get shunted from pillar to post. Yeah, and they are like in their sixties, and they are heavy drinking, heavy smoking. <laughs> I like that. But like, um, but 
like just good okay. like kind of grumpy but just have this like matriarchal matriarchal but without being mothers but without without being mothers yeah but they are mothers to like all the, they're kind of like the grumpy aunts <laughs> to so many people um, and with this kind of dry sense of humour yeah. I've really enjoyed spending okay. time with them and some of the some of the things that they spoke to me about I like carry with me every day you know so some of these women were working in Kenya for like a decade and working and they you know and they started like a dance troupe for young girls and those girls are now doing it professionally and earning earning a living from it and then you know one day they get a phone call and they're like right you've got to move on to the Philippines now and they have to up sticks their entire life and I was like how do you how do you cope with that um, and they were like, what was it that she said? She was like, you've got to be careful that you don't leave your heart in the places that you have had to leave. Yeah. But you have to take the places that you've been with you in your heart. Mm-hmm. And that sounds, it, on the surface of it, it sounds a bit cheesy shit. and a bit shit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but no, it, it's, you no, can, no, you yeah, can imagine that. it on Absolutely. Instagram, can't you? With like oh, yeah, a picture yeah, of a yeah, sunset yeah. behind oh, it. But in the context of what we were talking about, like it's um, there's such wisdom in that. Yeah, and yeah. It's, well, it's also don't don't get too attached. Yeah. But love what you've done. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful yeah. way of rephrasing that's, it. And then um, join my church. Join. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually all just a massive evangelical <laughs> marketing campaign. Yeah, exactly. The secret's out, guys. Oh, no. Um, And the other thing that she said was like, um, because we were talking about kind of how overwhelming these communities can be, right? Because there's so much that's wrong, like just systemically fucked about the communities that they're working in. And like, how do you get your head around that when you're there to help? Like, and she was just like, never be afraid of just being a drop in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Like never, yeah. never feel overwhelmed. Just, just be that drop. Yes, yeah. that's it. That is exactly it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <clears throat> we've got to a place now where I think there are so many people who want to do so much good, and they feel like they're not. They feel paralysed. They're not able to in any way because they feel like they can't control the outcomes of mm. everything. And it's like, it's okay. Just, just be solid. Be solid in your decisions. You know, if if your decision is hurting someone, stop it. You know, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, and I think that there are so many of us at the moment who are feeling a little bit, uh, mm. um, and, and this is all it really is, is literally just making sure that the thing you do today is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. it. It really comes down to that. Um, I, I don't know. Where have we got to? Oh, we're, at, well, we're only at 50 minutes. This is easy. Cool. Right. <clears throat> um, okay. So then you come back from that and you've been, you got recruited into the... <laughs> Um, <laughs> what did um, I get recruited no, into? The, it was the the refugee choir. Yeah, so yeah. I came back and um, was sort of pottering, <coughs> pottering along, doing some teaching, some playing, some repairing. Scattered, and scattered, <laughs> um, with my little basket of yeah. <laughs> jobs that I yeah. carry around with me. Um, and then, do you uh, like money? Sorry, that's. <laughs> It's not even a callback because we've not <laughs> no. spoken about that yet, I but know, we will so. do. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, um, 
who does a lot of community music facilitating um, where I got pregnant and so started handing out her jobs to her friends or not handing them out but just saying would you like to apply for this job that I'm going to be leaving and she messaged me and was like I run these choirs do you like have a look at these choirs that I run and um I was like, I was like, you know, I've never run a choir before in my life. She was like, you know what? I, d- I don't think it matters. Just give it a go. So I saw, <laughs> I saw that she did a choir in Bradford called the Bradford Friendship Choir, mm-hmm. which is for everybody, mm-hmm. but specifically for uh, people who are seeking asylum and yes. uh, refugee status. Um, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool, interesting. Yeah. Let's give it a go. Um, again, applied for it and took my double bass along to the audition and did like an African song accompanying on double bass and I think that was what clinched it what's ironic is that I've never brought my double bass back to the choir (laughs) since then wow she learned the double bass just to get the job just for that one thing (laughs) yeah Um, and so I've been doing that since January and um, actually Fran who um, I took over from is going to be taking the post back up in yeah. September so I've only got two more sessions with oh, those no, guys last, so last time I was up because I come and I come and stay with you yeah when, when I'm every touring. few months yeah. um, and, and so the last time I was up here you, you were really sort of into that and it was it was going really well and oh just, yeah. yeah and you know what like it has it has been so much more than just a once a week job yeah it's it's been one of those projects that I've taken on that has uh, I've been so absorbed by it and um, <laughs> I was saying to my boyfriend Reese the other day, when I leave on the 27th of August, I'm going to be like 75% devastated yes. to go and 25% relieved. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it has just been like, it's it's taken off in a way that I couldn't have... Um, of course. Couldn't have imagined. Um, it looks loads of fun. It is yeah. loads of fun, yeah. yeah it's um, and, and good, I mean, you know, in terms of it feels... But what's nice about it is that, like, when you're in it, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is such a good thing yes, that we're course, doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, There's very... There is minimal liberal hand-wringing going yeah, on. Course, Do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, which is nice. Well, I, I, so I always think good is that moment when you stand next to trauma... Yeah. And and you you don't necessarily go. I will fix you. It's just I will be here. I'm just that's, here. Yeah, that's 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 where good seems for me. Yeah. Oh, it's you've not, you've yeah. got a lovely way of putting things, actually, Grant. Even though you're very tired. Too. I am super yeah, tired. You're so tired. Um, but there is <laughs> truth in what you but say. But part of what I was thinking about with that as well was obviously. I'd, so the last time I actually saw you was when I was on tour with the kittens, mm. the lounge kittens, and. So Jenny's a Jen, climber. Yeah. yeah, I've been following and, her on yeah, Instagram since yeah, then. What a yeah. woman! I know. Yeah, been killing um, it. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 so I've learned just from being in the van with her for a week um, or whatever that that just what the choir master in her does, you know, and how much she just puts so much energy into sure. parts and and uh, just that focus on. The different groups and all that. As a, as a musician as well, it's like playing a huge instrument. Yes. Made up of its own mind. Yeah. You know, that's it's it's going to be fighting you at some points and completely subservient. It is the most challenging and exciting and creative job I've ever done. Really. Because it draws together, like obviously you've got you've you've got to have 
musical skills you've got to have good rhythm you've got to have good pitch you but but that's only like half of the battle with yeah. that you've particularly with my choir where we've got like f- f- about 30 to 40 percent of the choir have quite limited english yeah. um we've got a lot of arabic speakers but we've also got people from um el salvador and Kenya and um, yeah. Zimbabwe yeah. and well, you know all yeah. over yeah. Um, and so your communication skills have to be so clear Absolutely. like so clear and you're also trying to facilitate an environment where people from all sorts of different backgrounds and experiences feel connected to one another yeah. and it but most importantly, it's just got to be really fun. Yeah, it's got to it be has. so much fun. And when you get it right, it yeah. is such a buzz. Oh yeah, it's yeah, awesome. totally. Yeah. And I, so, I, I, the word for your particular podcast episode will be connectivity. Oh, because I think that's nice. let's, let's face it, we've done that. And you, but also the work, I I forget how much music brings people together because I mm. I put it into a room to challenge. And then bring people together, sort of thing. So I, my, it's yeah. my words. You're kind I, of like the, um, you're um, not inflammatory, but you kind of. Uh, I, I like to smash an egg, yeah. and then then see what we can make out of it, and, and then uh, get yeah. a paintbrush out. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a tempera guy. Yeah, um, make an omelet. Yeah, this is such a this is a clusterfuck <laughs> of a metaphor. This is that very we're... tired. <laughs> um, but that, but so, but, but when it comes to music and and collaboration and. Mm helping people and stuff like that you'd realize how important just a melody is to a group of women and men who are not in their homes you know and you just go that melody is uniting even if it's an hour or whatever you know or two hours a week or whatever it is that is just wow yeah. You know, that is that is the power of music. If it's transcendent. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And it's it's really easy for these kind of conversations to start, to start sounding a bit worthy and a bit kind of like airy fairy. Well, you've got a Jesus complex. We have well, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> but it's just just on a when I first started working with the choir, mm. there was part of me you know, before I kind of got to know the individuals I'd come home and I'd be a bit like, that was really cool. I was like, but is this just kind of like a, a, a white person guilt vanity project? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, is that what I'm doing? And I was always trying to be aware of that. But then I started getting to know some of the... It's mainly women in my choir. It's like 90% yeah, yeah. women. Yeah. All of the refugee members, apart from one in my choir, are women. Mm. And I started giving lifts to okay. them back home and yeah. other, and when we started doing more gigs you know picking them up from their houses yeah. and you know we'd go and get a coffee and whatever and you start hearing their stories and connecting with them on a more personal level and the one thing that has come up again and again and again is how lonely it is being a refugee mm-hmm. and some of these women have been shunted from pillar to post particularly my the women my women (laughs) steady on particularly the women from iraq yeah they've been moving around for like 12 years um and they've left family behind family has died children have died um and they are so lonely and tired they must be and so so tired. tired and the business of coming together for this choir 
It's just an hour where they don't really have to make an effort socially or linguistically, but they are in a room with people who, some of whom are like them, some of whom are, some of them who are like them in terms of their experiences, I should say, um, and in terms of where they come from. Uh, And then we've, you know, we've also got like GPs and lawyers and stuff in the choir who are, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. but they're so united and they are communing, communicating together on a much, much deeper level. Yeah. And the energy in the room is is like electric yeah. sometimes because yeah. these women who I've met, the, the people from my choir who are either seeking asylum or refugee status, they have been through so much that they... And yet they have this enormous capacity for joy yes. like oh, yeah. much more so than anyone else I've ever met yeah. like we, we have songs that we sing every single session you know yeah. really familiar ones and they get up on their chairs and they're doing ah. all their clapping. they've got unbelievable rhythm as well yeah, like yeah, Syrian yeah, yeah. women sick <laughs> rhythm <laughs> it's awesome yeah. um, um. and they get like the egg shakers out and the cajon and they do all the like kind of thing <laughs> There's, uh, do you know Shlomo, the the beatboxer? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he does this lovely piece um, called Belly Dancer about being a, an Iraqi boy in North London, mm. and about the parties that his family would throw, and all the chairs would go out around the edge of the living room, and all the drums would come out, and all the uncles and all that. Yeah, the parties. Oh, yeah. But it was the aunties. It was always yes, the aunties who, the were just, who just absolutely threw the best party ever. They are and pure. Fire, yeah, yeah, absolutely, fire. absolutely. Oh, I'd oh, love to come along to that. I'd love for you to yeah. as well. And um, I'm going to be continuing my um, association with the choir. I, I, I was going to say you, you you can't just you can't just surely cut an umbilical and just run away from it. No, surely. no, definitely not. Yeah. And I think like um, you know because Fran, who's taking back over, uh, has got her little boy mm, who's only like five six months old, yeah. and because the choir is like more than doubled in size since I took it over Um, it's going to be quite overwhelming for her so I think I'm going to keep coming back in a supportive role and then taking on certain projects and whatever so you know um, it's I think it's going to continue to be a part of my life and also like the the what's been kind of brilliant and yet also completely exhausting about this is that it's been quite hard to maintain any sort of boundaries like emotionally professionally they just you you try and put them in place but if you're a people person like you and I are if you're an emotional if you're an emotional person like you just you can't help but develop quite like meaningful connections with these people right (laughs) because you're a human being and they're human beings and uh you know we've got each other on facebook and right. yeah and we Amazing. like uh the the women often are um inviting me into their flats and like feeding feeding me so much oh that's <laughs> connection in its own way well, food is like oh amazing second um, only to music i would uh, say and also tea yeah 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 like a cups of tea uh, like the where is where business is done that's that's why certainly I is, is yeah, yeah, yeah um i Honestly, I, we do talk all the time, and when I'm here, we yeah. just, like, all we do is talk. <laughs> we met in a garden centre at one point in Salisbury, and 
talked for ages. We did, yeah. didn't we? And yeah. then I threw my tea all over the table. That's right, yeah, yeah. that's right. So we just talk all the time, and I could talk to you for many, many more hours, but it's, it's actually like... Let's wrap it up. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this might get boring for someone. I, just, I doubt it. I doubt it as well, <laughs> but we'll do part two. Um, I really... I love talking to you just because you're... You're so adventurous in just saying yes or no, you have to try it, Give whatever. It a go. Yeah, it's yeah. not without ambition. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I, agree with I that. really love it. And, I, and it's, it's more like yeah. experiential. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I just, I just, I, I, it is amazing to come here and just get, get your brain. Oh, yeah. Well, I, like it, it. I, I feel I feel the same about you, and uh, every time. <laughs> no, I didn't say it for that. No, no, I know. Nob. No, I know you, <laughs> Nob as well. Um, no, I say I, I say that because like every time you come round, it's like you're you are a great reminder for me about like the things that actually matter and oh, okay. that I care about in terms of just like you're you're doing the music thing for all the right reasons. Oh. And like money and fame, yeah, money and fame, <laughs> and for the chicks, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. By the, the way, I'm so, I'm so yeah. sorry. I've been having sex with eight, about eight women during this. I'm so sorry. I know it's been kind of awkward. We didn't want to say <laughs> I, anything, I know, but like I know, kind of inappropriate. Yeah, I'm running. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's nice because I can get caught up in like feeling like I should be more successful or like yeah. uh, have more followers on Instagram yeah. and doing you know whatever and you I have I, enough I have enough you have enough of all these things you yeah. have exactly what you have yeah, yeah. I always find our meetings wherever they happen to be yeah super refreshing yeah I like and them and enjoyable let's do more of them okay but I might have to have a nap first yeah <laughs> um, thank you thank you mm. so that was me Talking to Ali Phelps uh, up in Leeds when I was extremely tired. Um, isn't she wonderful? Doesn't she do amazing things? I mean, the choir she runs uh, is just just brilliant. That's exactly what the world's about, if you ask me. Use music to build communities, yes. To shape those communities into something joyous. To give someone that little thing to look forward to every week. Oh, what a thing. Um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed that one. I hope you enjoyed Ali. I hope you're having a good week. Let me know how you're doing and uh, what you've been enjoying and what you haven't been enjoying. We're at episode 10 now, so this is, um, this is really nice. Uh, the, the numbers are growing all the time, and I'm enjoying the, uh, the statistics every now and then when I, when I finally log into the, uh, to the Pippa app. Um, and uh, yeah, and thanks to all the people that have sort of written in to say that they'd quite like to be on it and stuff like that. I'm, I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to see who's nearby uh, when I'm passing. Um, so there'll be some recordings happening soon, hopefully. Um, I haven't really thought of a song for this one. I don't think I'm going to put a song in unless unless I can convince Ali to send me one in the next couple of hours whilst I'm editing this. Um but uh, but if she has sent me a song, then this is Ali thing with <laughs> the Red River Roots. Never, I'll never get the name of that band correct. Um, I hope to see you at some of the gigs. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm back to, to fighting fit again, so that's that's good. So come along to the gigs. We've got Newbury, Glastonbury, Bristol, Bristol, Pompey, Glasgow, Darwin, the Isle of Wight, 
um, Cowes, and then there's a couple in Salisbury and Southampton for the end of the year. And then it starts again, Winchester on January the 4th. I'll be out in Guernsey on the 20... No, on the 31st of January and the 1st of February. Um, so that will be uh, one for all you Guernsey people. Um, and then on February, I, I, I do a bit of rehearsals with the, with the Lounge Kittens and learn some of their tracks and their bass lines and play a lot of few songs with them on their amazingly lovely The Departure Lounge Kittens tour where they're finishing for all that time. Uh, so that's already in the book. Um, house shows are booking up as well. So if you want a house show, get in touch. Um, uh, try not to make it too far away. That's all I'm asking. Is uh, <laughs> um, I could do without the driving for the moment. I could do with a, giving my eyes a break. Maybe I need glasses. I don't know. Anyway, right. So that was episode 10. Uh, see you next week. I hope you have a good week. Enjoy yourselves, peeps. Good morning. <laughs>